theyeshiva.net. What was the main point we learned in the previous class? In this Maimon, Ner Hanukkah, Tafresh Gimel. The main point was that one might think that that the presence of the Rebbeinu Shalom, the presence of Hashem, is different in one world, in one person, in one place, in one situation, from a different situation. And it's not a thought that comes from nowhere. The whole Teres Anister is filled with the idea that <coughs> different worlds, different levels, there's Atzilis, there's Briya, there's Yitzira, there's Asiya, and that's just four general names, but there's really endless. It says in Medrash, Alamos ain't misper, Olamos ain't misper. There's really endless gradations, Madregas, states of consciousness. And the difference is in one, you would think, the presence of Elikus, the revelation of godliness, is there. In another one, it's less, or even completely concealed. And that means that He's less here than he's there. <coughs> so he says it's not the case. The, all the differences is how the perception of the makabal, how the recipient experiences it. But as the Pasuk says, I fill heaven and earth, and therefore in that sense, earth and heaven are no difference. I'll say, what do you mean there's no difference? There is. Here it's revealed, here it's concealed. So the Rebbe explains in the Maimer, based on Halach and Shulchan Aruch, that uh, in Simon Sadek Aleph and Hilchis that you're not allowed to, you, know, you cover your head, but you can't cover your head with your hand. So in Shulchan Aruch itself, it doesn't say the reason, it just says you're not allowed, it doesn't work. But the source of it, the Beis Yosef brings, Shulchan Aruch is just a halacha, you're not allowed. But the Beis Yosef on the tour in that simon, simon Sadakalaf, brings it from the Trumas Hadashan. And the Trumas Hadashan says, because the Haguf and the Harosh, Hayad Varosh, Chad Gufu. The hand and the head is one organism, it's one guf. And you can't cover you, because the you that's covering you needs to be covered. <laughs> so the you is not covering you. Somebody asked me, I don't understand. If the point is that you shouldn't see, if I put my head on my head, you won't be able to see the, the, the skull, the scalp. What's the difference? It's covered. Who cares if you put your foot on your head, if you know how to do that? You put your hand on your head. That's if you to think the concept of a yamulka is Pasha to have a covering. <laughs> it's cold outside, you want to cover your head. If the point of the yamulka is to have something outside of your head, something above your head, the concept of, they say yamulka is two words, yare mekel, yare mekel, yar mulka, yirishamayim. If there's something above me, my hand is part of my head. That's what the Lashon of the Beis Yosef from Turmas Adashin is. The goof can't cover the goof because it's not a real covering of the goof. It's one thing. The language he uses here is 
Ein etzem, master al etzem. The self is not concealing on the self. <coughs> the halacha of it in Hilchis Tfilah is a reflection of a cosmic idea, like every halacha. It's not just a technical vart. It, like, uh, he says, if, if somebody else covers my head, it's good. Because it's not my goof, it's your goof. If you put your head on my head, you put your hand on my head, it's considered a kisri. There's something above my head, something else above my head. Because concealment, by definition, has to come from something outside of me, something else that blocks my vision. If somebody locks themselves into a prison and they have the keys, <laughs> you don't call them a prisoner, even though they're locked up. <laughs> you got the keys. If somebody takes away the keys, yeah, now I'm a prisoner, now I'm locked up. If I lock myself up, so it's the end of locking. I mean, I'm locked up. But I'm not really locked up. I want to be here. I'm choosing to be here. If somebody takes away the keys, I'm not choosing to be here. I'm, I'm blocked. I have to stay. I can't get out of here. Here is just a choice. This is where I want to spend time. If you go into your house for a few hours, it means you're in a prison. <laughs> Maybe some people. Hopefully not. You're choosing to be there. It's not called a prison. Everyone chooses to be in places. What makes a prison a prison? You know, what if you like being in a place for, for 50 years every day? There's people here in Shul Bar Hashem who hang out here, Yom Valila, right? As long as I'm choosing, the moment you take away my choice, you have to be here, <laughs> then it's a, it's a Beis HaSudim. Why? Because if I'm choosing to be here, so then I'm here, but I can also be there. It's a choice to be here. So he says, this is how you have to understand all the concealments. Since there's nothing outside of Hashem. So Shema Lekim, which is the, the name, so to speak, the energy that conceals the divine oneness and divine infinity is also divine because there's nothing outside of Him. So therefore, you can't call it a real concealment. Even though Hashem conceals Himself. That's why there's different worlds. There's Atzillus, there's Briyat. It's not that the concealment is fake. It's not that the concealment is you're just having a hallucination. That's not what He's saying. Shema Lekim is a real name. Creation happened. Yiddishkeit doesn't say creation didn't happen. Right? Everything is just Achalom Shechalmu Acherem Al As I said last time, even that is, has a reality. Even a dream is a reality. Perception is also a reality. But the point is, Hashem Elikim is a reality. But what's the nature of the reality? Don't think, he says, that it means Hashem is any pre- less present in this world or in any situation. Then in a higher state of consciousness, Ani Hashem Nisi. There was no change <coughs> in the presence, in the oneness, in the infinity pre- and post-creation, even in the lowest worlds. Atu kaidum shnivreilam, there's no situation, and even in this world, you could say there's times God is with me, there's times God is not with me. Yet people feel. Sometimes I feel your presence, sometimes I don't. The has a nigin. It's called dudala, dudala. I don't know if you ever heard the nigin. I'm not going to try singing it under these circumstances. But the words of the nigin begin, ichvil dudala I want to sing a dudala. Dudala 
is also means like a, 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 a song of affection, a lullaby and a song of affection. So he starts off, he says, where can I find you? Where? I'm looking. And then he says, but where can I not find you? Where can I not find you? So a person sometimes feels or thinks or, or their experience. This is a moment, this is a circumstance in which the divine is present. And this is a circumstance in which he decided to go to Malava Malka somewhere else. But David HaMelech says, Even when I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, or in Tehillim later, If I ascend to the heavens, you're there. And even when I go down in the Sha'il, Sha'il is the abyss, if I acquire wings and I go to the edge of the ocean, over there you'll also hold me. That's the pasuk he brings here. Even darkness doesn't eclipse you. Why not? Why doesn't darkness eclipse you? The answer is, if the darkness came from outside then it does eclipse. That's what darkness is. Even if the sun is shining, if I put down the Venetian blinds and I put a big curtain and a big veil, it blocks the light. The light doesn't come in. You build a a stone wall, it's going to block the light. Sometimes you have a veil, it blocks the light a little bit, blocks the light more. That's all blocking the light. So you would think that's what Shem Alekim is. Hashem blocks the light. Right? He, he obstructs the light. He says, that's not pshat. Hashem hu elikim. So the name of Helam is the same name. It's the same God. So it's Einetzim Master Eletzim. So is the hand covering the head? Yeah. But it's not really an authentic concealment which compromises his full presence. What's, what's different is how it's experienced, how it's perceived. That's the, that's the vart of Shem Alekim. Yeah, because the window shade is also him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not there's a sun and there's a curtain. And two separate things. You asked last time, if the, if the Hester is not a real Hester, because ain't a master that lets him, so how is there even a Macabalite? How is there a student? How is there a recipient? Right? So the basic explanation is, that student, that recipient, that's also... <laughs> That's also his presence. It's just the way it's filtered and channeled through Shema Lekim. If there was no Shema Lekim, if there was absolutely no Shema Lekim, if Hashem didn't want there should be Shema Lekim, then there would just be the revelation of Ein Saif without any Yesh, without any Metzias. You're right. There wouldn't be Atzilis, Bri, Yitzir, Atzir. Because there's Shema Lekim, so the divine energy is, is, is filtered, it's, it's transmitted, it's communicated. Like I gave the marshal of a marshal, the teacher who communicates through a parable, through a metaphor, right? The metaphor has everything. We learned in a Maimah Viyadaita, if you remember Viyadaita, Moskva, also from the Rebbe Rashab, Tafresh Zion, 
1897. <coughs> so he gives there a marshal, the Gemara says in Psachim, La'olam, Yishna Adam Talmide Bederech Sara. Whenever you teach, you should try to teach briefly, Bederech Sara. What's Pshat Bederech Sara? Bederech Sara doesn't only mean you should give a short shir and a short speech. It means that too, probably, but it means something much deeper. It means, don't say everything. Don't be very verbose, very wordy. Put things in, bekitzer. You see how the Mishnah was written. In one paragraph, you have maybe ten blot of Gemara all in the Mishnah. The Gemara doesn't say things it doesn't say in the Mishnah. The Gemara just expands what it says in the Mishnah. The Gemara says, why does he start off with this word? Why does he say it this way? Why does he why does he phrase the halacha this way? So the Gemara explains and explains and explains and explains. And sometimes you can have one daf, two daf, and five daf, and ten daf, and twenty daf to explain one Mishnah. So what they do before the Gemara? Before the Gemara, they heard the Mishnah, they understood it, they got it. In the three lines of the Mishnah, they got the whole picture. Later, you need to explain it. And then the Gemara itself... <laughs> Nobody, the Gemara itself became a, 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 a book that was enigmatic. So you have Rashi. What does Rashi do? Rashi's not writing a new Gemara. He's taking the words and he's unraveling. He's revealing what's in these words. The Gemara says in Avodah Zarah that it takes 40 years for a student to understand the Rebbe. Adar Bayim Shnin, Loikoi Inish Adaita de Rabbe. Avodah Zarah Davhei. That's why Moshe told the Jewish people, It took 40 years for you to acquire a heart and eyes and ears. It's a compliment. What's Pshat? It takes 40 years. It takes 40 years for the student to be able to see what his teacher told him 40 years ago. The teacher told him everything. But it took him 40 years to be able, for him to be able to have the kalim, the vessels, to be able to see what he, what, what, what he heard 40 years ago. Because a real teacher puts everything in. Everything is there. But it may take 40 years until you, you unravel it. The Malbim writes, it says in Ashrei, Der le der, Yishabach ma'asecha. What does it mean? Generation to generation, they praise your actions. We praise your actions, your creations. The Malbim says the word Yeshabach in, in Shas means when things become better, when things increase, like Uman Kaina Bishvach Keli. Right? Hayaitsoyas Yeser Ala Shvach. In Babakam, in a lot of places, the word Shvach means it becomes better. Mishubach. You know, like old wine. Meshubach yaiser. It becomes better. It becomes more praiseworthy. Every generation, God gets better. <laughs> so the Malbim says, In every generation, our antennas expand. So Yeshabach Masecha, we see much more what's in creation. Yeshabach, it becomes better and better. <laughs> they used to think that a cell... Yeah, was a composite, like a Lego, a few Lego pieces, a little jigsaw puzzle. So it wasn't such a pellet to say, randomly it came together. Today, to say that a cell, a cell is formed randomly, you have to have a lot of blind faith for that. 
<laughs> a bacher came to me. He told me he's an atheist. So I said, I don't have enough emuna to be an atheist. You need a lot of emuna. You need a lot of emuna. You need to have a lot of faith to be able to believe that a cell, if you study what's in a cell, Emesim Avram, if you study what a cell is made up of, it's, it's, I would say, I can't say mathematically, not shayich, but it's almost close to lunacy to assume that it just... Uh, uh, thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of functional pieces that all work in synchronization. And each one on its own is incredibly complex, never mind working together. You're not talking about a few dozen, a few hundred. You're talking about thousands of millions, and then that's just one cell. And you have 50 trillion cells. So the, but uh, but, uh, but a, few, a number of years ago, they didn't even know this. Yeah? Without microscopes or telescopes, so much. So the mouth is, It's a whole different level of what's there. So after 40 years, the student doesn't learn. He wasn't given something new. But he becomes a new person. Why? Because it was all given, like in the Mishnah, and then the Gemara unravels it. It's like in the Marshal. I hear the Marshal, the Marshal has everything. But do I understand it? So I understand one layer, and then I understand a deeper layer, and a deeper layer, and a deeper layer, until I can get to the core of the idea, which the teacher already gave me. So is it a real concealment? It's a concealment in the sense, if he wouldn't give me the parable, I wouldn't be able to relate to the idea. The purity of the idea is too intense. The parable allows me to relate to it where I am. But it also allows me something else. It allows me to grow and dissect and unravel until I reach to the core and maybe even the core idea the way the teacher conceived it. So that's how he's defining, very fascinatingly, what's called in Kabbalah and Chesidus, the whole Seder Shtalshalos. What Seder Shtalshalos? Seder Shtashlos means the whole process of creation, which begins with Shem Avaya, but goes through Elikim. And because of Elikim, all the energy goes through, it goes through evolutions and devolutions, from spirit, from higher energy to lower energy, to lower until physicality. And in physicality, you look at the world, and what do you see? You see complete concealment. He says, but you should understand that all the concealment is also him. So the presence of the Rebbeinu Shalom is full. It's not like in Atzillus, yeah, and here is Shvachim Isis. One day is here, one day is not here. Ani Hashem Shanisi. Just like before Bria Shalom. Elamai, the difference is, there's an Indian of Elakim. So it's concealment, but it's not authentic concealment in the sense that it's a concealment where you're blocked. The sun is not shining here. Sorry, the sun set, there's no sun here. The light is not arriving here. That's not the vart. The vart is, the light is fully, fully present, and the essence is fully, fully present. Because even that which is concealing it, that's also, that's also the rav. That's also the etzim. That's the yad of the guf. So even from Hashem's perspective, there's no concealment. Even from our perspective, there is a concealment. And that's why there's a world. If there wouldn't be a lakim, there wouldn't be a world. So it's not saying the world is fake. But the real toichen of the Hester is not Hester, it's Gilui. It's revelation through the prism 
of this filter. Of, but that filter is also divine. And therefore, through it, ultimately, you can reach everything. Like the 40 years of the student. And that's why you don't have to be afraid of anything. Because the Baal once said, <laughs> very interesting thing, the Baal said, it's printed in Kesar Shem You know, you have to you have to take it with sensitivity because, you know, people who are addicted and are dysfunctional can utilize like they use. You can utilize whatever you want, you know, in a destructive way. The Boshemtiv says, when a person feels a crush, a love to somebody, even if the crush is not a, it's not what you would call a healthy crush. It's not to the person we would want <laughs> you to feel. <laughs> So the Baal Shem Tov says, Azay, really Hashem wants to tell you how much He loves you. But there's a problem. The problem is you have no divine language. So the love, so He, he contracts the love, yeah. and the love now comes across as a very, very basic, human, even crass love from one person to another person. <coughs> But essentially, what's behind it? Essentially, it's God reaching out to you and saying, I love you, I hope you can be, we could connect. He says, fear also. You're afraid of somebody. He says, really, it's a hisgalus of the Shekhinah. But Yiris Hashem I can relate to. So it comes through my boss. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to say some people, another person, whoever you're afraid of. Now, what does that mean? It's a very deep thing. What does it mean? You know how many tzadahs people get into because of this? So I say you have to be very sensitive. What is he saying? Because if you don't understand what he's saying, the Balatanya actually quotes this part of the Baal Shem Tev, and he says if you misapply it, it's a, it's, it could be a big shaita here. Al yi shaita lasik balas amidus. Moshe Tov even said that every machshava zara that falls into your mind during davening, it really wants to be sublimated because it's really coming also from Hashem. What this means is as follows. It means you don't have to be afraid of it. It's a hester. It's concealing. But if you'll go deeper, 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 if you'll take a microscope and you're going to look at this crush, you know what you're going to find? you're going to find that you're looking for God. He's not saying that this crush is Kodesh Kadashim. That's not what he's saying. This crush could get you into a lot of tzadahs. Trust me. <laughs> he could end up destroying a lot of good things in your life. Be careful. And therefore, sometimes you just have to say no. The Shinavirav, the son of the Divri Chaim, he has a saver called Divri Yecheskel. So on Vayimain, in Parishas Vayeshev, there's a Shalshelas. When Yosef refused, why is there shalshelus? Vayimain, he said no. What's the shalshelus? So, so that's one explanation. We once spoke about it. It wasn't so pasha. There was ambivalence. But the Shinavirav writes in Divri Yecheskel. He says Yosef at Gizok, nein, nein, nein. 
No, I don't know if he spoke in Yiddish to the wife of Petif. I don't know what language they spoke over there. Probably not Yiddish, with all due respect to uh, our Hasidic culture. Uh, but there were languages before Yiddish. But whatever he said, he said, no, no, no. <laughs> and he said it before the explanation. First, then he explained why. Some people explain before they say no. That's a trap. You know what I mean? First is no. I'll exp- I have a reason, but first is no. Because you have to be very careful. Because if I start with pulpulim, uh, okay. It's sometimes a, a, a ploy of, 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 of the broken parts in me to get me in. Let's start with Esbedim, with a pilpul. A pilpul can go this way, it can also go that way, right? <laughs> a pilpul can also end with Tzarechiyun. <laughs> but if you go on a deeper level, yeah, so, so the Shinavirov is right. Yosef said, Vayimayim. The Marianayim, Chabnachim Chernobyl, brings in Parshas Bereshis and Parshas Vayishlach what he heard from the Magad. The Magad of Mizrich, that it says that Yosef surrendered. So the Gemara says in Shmuel, and one of the opinions is that he gave in. But what happened? The last moment, he saw the visage of Yaakov, his father, in the window, and that helped him escape. So the Magid says, what did he see? He knew what Yaakov looked like. He grew up with Yaakov. He says, a half the kavort. What was the power of Petifer's wife? The power of Yosef. What was the power of Yosef? He was beautiful. Teferis. Yefei toyevi, yefei mara. And it says in the Pasuk, she, she, she was very uh, taken by him. She had a tremendous, tremendous desire to Yosef. According to one opinion in Shas, Rashi brings the Machlaikas also in, in Chumash. Yosef uh, gave in. Poitifar's wife, just like Yosef, had a very powerful Tiferis, tremendous beauty, tremendous harmony, tremendous splendor. What was Yaakov? Yaakov, it says in Zoyas Midas HaTiferis. Yosef saw. I'm looking for Tiferes. You're looking for Tiferes. The source of Tiferes is Yaakov Abinu. So what do you have to go? <laughs> you know, if you're by a wedding and there's a beautiful Shmogis board, yeah? And you're going to the garbage to take bones. You ever see people? There's a Shmogis board with all the conceivable sushi in the world. Yeah? Just the sushi itself is costing the guy $40,000. Never mind the spare ribs. You ever went to such a simcha? Huh? I was once at a bar mitzvah in New Jersey, yeah. So the bar mitzvah was in a bil- oopsie. The bar mitzvah was in a building that went that stretched. <coughs> that's it was a oh, thank you. It was a huge. <coughs> it was a building that stretched Yishikayach, that stretched very far. It was a huge place. So just to walk from one end of the Shmogas board to the other end of the Shmogas board, it looked to me like you have to have a few days. <laughs> for every presentation, every presentation was so rich, 
and incredibly exquisite and nuanced. So what are you going? What are you going to the garbage? You, you're looking for Tiferes. Yosef was looking for something. Thank God he had a father who can give it to him. Right in life, you have to know what the person is searching for. This idea in the Mimer that all the concealment in the world is not authentic means that that ultimately everything can take you back to the source. You just have to be, sometimes it takes 40 years. You have to know how to read the marshal. But when somebody, people are sometimes afraid of their emotions. We always talk about this because they're too intense. They get you in trouble. It's true, emotions get you in trouble. That's true. That's why some people shut down at the age of five or at the age of ten, then you don't get in trouble. Computers never get in trouble. You throw them out while after a while, right? <laughs> but they don't get in trouble. They work, they don't work. <laughs> they don't have good days, bad days. They don't get into moods, unless you have a virus that's complicated. If, you, if artificial intelligence gave you a virus, a human virus... Your computer can stop playing games with you. So for, in a way, a computer is safer. Emotions are difficult because they're real. They're painful. They can be painful. You only have to be afraid of parts of yourself if you think that darkness is ultimately real. There's the God of light and there's the God of darkness. There's a separation. Ein etzem master aletzem means if you dissect... Ultimately, every emotion you'll see, sof kol sof, you're looking for ein sof. You're looking for infinity. Midas dmuz shal Yaakov avev. He saw that if it was Yosef's depth, what am I really looking for? You're looking for the wife of Petifar? He wasn't looking for the wife of Petifar. The wife of Petifar was married. He couldn't have her anyway. Like he told her. What are you looking for? You're looking for something. It looks like the wife of Petifah. That's the goof. But what's the neshama? The wife of Petifah has a neshama. She's covering something. What is that? It's Tiferes. You have Yaakov Avinu. What do I have to have Tiferes that's locked up in a house? I want a Tiferes that's infinite. So you'll actually, you're not running away from your crush. You're pursuing your crush. But the emes of it, the plimius of it. That too. That's also. That cover-up is also saying something. But you have to know where you are in life. You have to be realistic. You understand? If I'm a diabetic, and I'm not allowed to have sugar, and there's a piece of cheesecake in front of me, and I'm going to start saying, well, cheesecake is also elikos, because cheese comes from milk, and milk is part of Seder Yishtaushalos. And it says in Kabbalah that chalav, yeah, is midas achesed. It's true. Chalav is midas achesed. That's why it's the only physical substance in the world that the more you give, the more you get. Everything else, if I give you a check for $1,000, it goes out of my bank account unless it bounces. Like the Letts used to say, yeah? That they say when you give, <laughs> when you give tzedakah, it returns to you. Says, I gave a lot of checks and they all returned. Milk, a mother gives milk, and what happens? The more she gives, the more her system replenishes. If she stops giving milk, she stops having milk. Only milk is that way. There's nothing else physical like that. Physicality, it's a zero-sum game, it's called. If I give you, I don't have it. 
If I want to have it, I keep it by me. With ruchnis, it's the opposite. With, with ideas or with love, the more you give, the more you have. It's not like, oh, if I, sh- if I, teach, if I share this maimah, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Yeah? They gave everything. The more you give, the more you have. I care. There's more people who now share it with you. You understand it better. It gets it gets ex- expanded more. It's like madlik name in there. Fire is also. <coughs> but chalav in food is the only substance like that. Because chalav is chesed. So I'm going to look at the cheesecake and say, it's mamash midas chesed. <laughs> so the truth is, what do I really want in the cheesecake? What you really, really want in the cheesecake, like every addiction. Huh? Sugar. <laughs> so now, but and if you go deeper and deeper, what's sugar? Sugar is also lakos. Milk is also lakos. But it's a muscle for a nimshal, and you have to know where you are in life. Right now, all I want is the cheesecake as a distraction. So now to eat the cheesecake and say, this is midas achesed, I'm fooling myself. Abrachon, abrachon levatolah. But you're right. The cons- that concealment itself is also God talking. The question is, where am I in the world? Because ain etzem master aletzem. So Hashem hu elikim. So even in a place where I say, there's nothing here, there's nothing here, there's only loneliness here. I'm lonely, I'm detached, I'm, I'm bereft, I'm isolated, I'm disconnected. He says, never ever think that that means that it's really that way, that the concealment is authentic. It feels that way, that's emes. And Hashem created the mechanism that it should feel that way, because there's Shem Elikim. Shem Elikim means that the nimshal of Elikus is communicated through a marshal. So the Baal Shem Tev says, whenever you feel love and fear in the world, it's a marshal. It's a marshal, because the world is a marshal. You typhus, it's a very, very reich in the kudah. What are you supposed to do with this? <laughs> you have to learn more. Beautiful. So he's saying in physics, when the light travels from the source of light, the light has the same nature like the source. It's a communication. The source of the light wants you to be able to experience it. So it transmits its energy, and it's the same. Right, right. So Shema Lekim is the transmission. Because I'm not... It, he didn't create a world that's in Saif. That's what a world means. A world means it's not in Saif. It's, 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 there's me, and there's you, and there's identity. But what is that? It's just the Ein Saif communicating through this marshal, through these mechanisms. This is the transmission. So it's like the hand covering the head. It's not a real covering. It's it's that's also elikos. I just I don't see it initially from the source. I see it from the from the bottom up. I see it as a photon. I'm looking at it, so to speak, from the concealment perspective, and that view is also not a real concealment. <laughs> so the truth is, Chesed and Gvura themselves is a muscle. But much more than that. For example, you'll say fire, it says fire is gvura. Yeah? Water or milk is chesed. 
The Rizal says an apple is malchus. So what are these jokes? Apple is malchus. An apple is an apple. And they make a lot of money too. Apple. <laughs> Snow, he says, is keser. It's not jokes. When you, when, you cl- when you refine your tools of perception, that's what it is. They used to think, you're looking at a table, you're looking at a table. Today, you take a, a mic, uh, you, you use instruments, uh, call them microscopic instruments. You see, it's not a table. It is a table. The way my eyes process it, I have no choice but to turn it into a table. And it's fine because I could sell it as a table as long as you agree with me. <laughs> but the microscope has a whole different ashkafa. There's a whole universe, a whole atomic world going on. This movement, this is not dead. It's as alive as anything can be. <laughs> not millions and not billions and not trillions, but numbers that I can't articulate of atoms within every drop of water that are alive and dynamic and moving constantly and in synchronization. And then if you go deeper, there's subatomic particles. The at- every atom itself is made up of, of, of deeper and deeper. And if you go deeper, you see most of it is empty space. If you go deeper... If you have the microscopic eyes of the Balatanya, of, of Teira, so then what do you see? You see Chesed Atzilis, Gvurid Atzilis. You see divine energy. You see the Dvar Hashem. That's why most of the Adam is empty space. What's the empty space? <laughs> the empty space, that's the Elikus. We call Elikus empty space because it's ayin. Well, it doesn't have a, it doesn't, it's not going to look a certain way. If it looks a certain way, it's not Elikus. It's already Nibriya. Is that Teufus? But your eye is also Shem Alekim. That's also... That's also. Everything is Havayahu Alekim. I'll give you an example. If I see somebody crying, see somebody sitting and they're crying, what do I see? I see tears. That's all I see, right? Now I have to think, why are they crying? Yeah? I don't know. I can go over to them and ask them. I start by seeing the tears. What about the person crying? Yeah, do you say like this? Oh, I'm crying. I must have an emotion. <laughs> so let me go ask somebody what my emotion is. You know the Chelem story? Huh? Okay, I don't know if it's so... <laughs> we'll call it a Fabrengen. <laughs> there was a Yid. He would get lost in the mikveh. Because he didn't have his clothes. He, he had clothes. He'd get lost. So he went to the Rav. He says, what do I do? So he said, tie a red string on your foot. So when you come out of the mikveh, you look for the red string and you'll know who you are. And the mikveh was packed. So the red string went off his foot and went onto somebody else's foot. So he comes out of the mikveh. He's looking for himself. He's looking for the red string. So he sees it. He goes over to the guy. He says, I know who you are. Do you know who I am? Yeah, why am I telling you this story? Oh, so a person is crying. When I'm crying, I don't say, oh, I'm crying. I must have an emotion. Let me go ask you what my emotion is. It's the other way around, right? I experience my emotion. The tears are just the, the lavush, the manifestation of the emotion. Now, my emotions themselves, how deep do I know my emotion? <laughs> right? Maybe... The emotion itself is, is, is a layer for a deeper emotion, a deeper emotion, a deeper emotion. So you could look at the world. It's, it's raining outside. So what do I say? It's raining. 
If you're a meteorologist, yeah, you understand only that it's raining. They'll explain to you, I don't know if you ever listen to these programs, why it's raining. First of all, they'll tell you the speed of the wind and where the rain is coming from and where the rain is going and uh, the whole science behind it. If you go yet to a school in, 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 in deeper science and physics, they'll explain to you the whole music of rain. You know, how does it happen? <coughs> what temperatures you need? What climate you need? How the sun acts, uh, functions as a pump? <coughs> what happens to the clouds? You understand? I know I'm getting wet. That's it, I know. I need an umbrella. <laughs> That's it, I know. But somebody, he sees the rain, what's behind it, etc., etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you see the rain, what do you see? Yeah. The Gemara says, Hashem is crying. <laughs> so you have to be able to see the emotion. Which emotion is it? So in Kabbalah, I'll tell you that Geshem is a particular sphere. It's not a joke. It means you're looking at the world, you're seeing the pnimius, you're seeing the nimshal in the marshal. It's not separate. It's all oneness. It's telling a story. You have to know how to tell the story. You have to not understand the story. Sometimes it takes 40 years for the Talmud to get what the Rebbe told him. Not because he didn't tell it to him. He didn't have the kalim. So there's nothing you have to be afraid of. Person, I'm having a very, very difficult emotion of detachment. Let's say, detachment is the worst thing. No, that's also that's also a relationship. There's a message there too. You say, but the Yitzhar is going crazy. Yeah, externally he's going crazy. You have to be careful. Vayimayin. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not touching this because it's it's dangerous. But when you're when you're in a more sober place. Right, the Gemara says, you tell a Nazar, go around the vineyard. You don't go into the vineyard to prove that you're a Grey You know what I mean? You don't do that. You don't have a, an alcoholic hanging out in, in a bar. You do your Dalit Kaisas and grape juice. But anybody who knows anything about addiction knows that the addict is searching for God more than other people. Dr. Twersky once told me, Dr. Twersky Shalom once told me, he says, the most spiritual people you'll find in the world are addicts. But because they were so sensitive and they needed so much spirituality, they couldn't get away by distracting themselves with what we do. For us, Ragalach does the trick. A Ragalach, a kiddish, jalapeno herring, a nice clip. Okay, you entertain yourself. You go on vacation. <laughs> He says they they need much more, so they, they 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 yeah they destroy themselves. It's their sensitivity. So you could say no, this guy is, is an addict, is a, is a low life. Yeah, bechitzonius. Yeah, he's do, he, he he's addicted to something very destructive. But what is he really looking for? <laughs> the alcohol is a chitzonius. That's what that's what the Maggid says. That's what Yosef understood. You're not looking for Aisha's petifer. Aisha's petifer represents something. That's true, and it's powerful, <laughs> and she represents it. But that's not going to satisfy you, because it's not her body that's going to give you happiness. Tomorrow you're going to need more, and then more, and more, and more, and more. You need to go inside and ask, what am I really searching for? You're searching for a relationship. You're searching for connection. You're searching for attachment. You're searching for somebody to understand you. 
You're searching for somebody to believe in you. That's, that's, that's real stuff. In other words, you're searching for God. <laughs> when you do that, when you do that, what happens is you're massacring all the oilamas. You lift up the marshal to the nimshal. Heaven and earth become one. That's what happens. That's called halas hamidus. Tikkun hamidus. What's that? Tikkun hamidus. Anybody who grew up in Hasidish Kehillus, Tikkun Amidus, Tikkun Amidus, Yashallah Shudas Torah. He's getting triggered. Nitsutsus, yeah, Nitsutsus, Tikkun Amidus. I don't mean to trigger the Hasidim here. The Litvaks don't know what I'm talking about. They have to go to Shalosh Shudas. Ah? The person, it brings healing to all the levels. It, it connects his earth to his heaven. That's called this. That's called this in the The darkness becomes light. Why? Because the, the darkness was light. The darkness was light. The darkness. It looked. It said it's dark. It wasn't dark. It was light. From Hashem's perspective, it wasn't dark. It was light. It was telling you the truth. I took it like darkness, because I'm also part of Shem Alekim. <laughs> My brain is also part of a process of concealment. I have to make space for that too. You don't have to be afraid of anything. You understand? There's no period. This idea, which basically is the idea of Tzimtzum Shaloi Kipshut, meaning, when you say there was a Tzimtzum, Hashem concealed himself, it doesn't mean he concealed himself in an authentic way. It means he's transmitting infinity through finiteness. He's transmitting light sometimes through darkness. He's, his presence is here through metaphors, through parables. It's like the mushal for the nimshal. The best mushal for all of this is a mushal. <laughs> There's no better mushal that I know of. And maybe physics that has a good mushalim. But the mushal is the, the mushal has everything. Anybody who speaks knows when you speak, you tell stories. But there's a mistake some people make. They think the reason you tell stories is to entertain people. That's not a teacher. If you're telling stories to entertain people, you're an entertainer. Maybe you're a comedian. Maybe you're a good speaker. But that's not a teacher. A teacher tells a story because he or she wants that the story will bring the people to the awareness that they need to come to. So why do you need a story? Because the story makes it palpable. It makes it entertaining. But not just entertaining, that's not the point. You understand what I'm saying? If it's entertaining, you, it's because you wanted to bring the idea in a way that people don't have to become defensive. If you just say an idea the way it is, people can get defensive or it's too abstract. The story, first of all, relaxes everybody. So you bypass resistance. I don't mean to give out the secrets of Coca-Cola here, but that's how it works. Stories bypass resistance. Uh, the listeners know this. <laughs> also know it. <laughs> right. You understand? The story is not separate from the... If it's separate, then you, then you should get rid of it. Hakushkin Shainak. It says in Mishnayas, in Saita, 
Mishamais Reb Meir Batlu Moshli Mishalom. When Reb Meir passed away, the people who give Mishalom are gone. Really? You never heard of anybody since Reb Meir give metaphors, give parables? What's Pshat? <laughs> Nobody after Reb Meir. Batlu Moshli Mishalom. So the Balatanya explains that Reb Meir's Mishalom were different Mishalom. Reb Meir's Mashal had the whole Nimshal in it. We all give Mishalim, but our Mishalim are Balimumim. You understand? Half of it, it works, it's a Mashal. The Meir's Mashal came from the Nimshal. They once asked the Dubna Magid, how does he have a Mashal for everything? You know the Dubna Magid, Rabbi Yaakov Kranz. He had a Mashal for everything. So they said, how do you have a Mashal everything? He said, I'll give you a Mashal. <laughs> what was his Mashal? There were chevre that were shooting arrows and they had to hit a target. And everybody was missing the target. The eyeball was very difficult. He said, one chacham, what did he do? He didn't create a target and then shoot the arrows. He first shot the arrow. And then he made a circle around the arrow. So he hit the target always. He says, that's me. <laughs> I don't have a target and then I shoot the arrows. I have a marshal. <laughs> I have a good story. <laughs> Now I need to tell the story. Stam to tell Mises was a. <laughs> so now he. <laughs> I should. Now you have to make a circle. I make a circle. <laughs> it was a good, very good word, huh? The Dubna Magid. So the Mailam is Shemesreb Meir. Botlo Moshlim Mashalim, it's a different type of a marshal. Like I said in last year, Shlaim had three thousand mashalim. So Bemela, the ain't etza master aletza means that any historian in the world is also is also from the etzim. It's also him. So if it's him, so it's the same him that you're blocking. <laughs> so it's Hashem blocking Hashem. Is it a blockage? It's a blockage in the sense that the energy is coming through a filter. It's coming through a medium which allows it to be experienced as physicality, as spirituality. Whatever it is you're experiencing, this is a table, and this is a coffee bean, it used to be a coffee bean, and this is a mic, and this is a telephone, and this is a tissue box. And there's a squirrel, and there's a deer, and there's a car, and there's a house. MS. Avada. Nobody says not. If it wouldn't be a real Metzius, then Mezuzah wouldn't be a Metzius. Then Tefillin wouldn't be a Metzius. Then Shatnas wouldn't be a Metzius. The whole trade is based on the fact that there's a world. <laughs> if the whole world is just energy, so then there's no Mezuzah, and there's no Tefillin. <coughs> and there's no Tzitzis. <laughs> And, the, and my bracha shahakal is levatola. <coughs> if you take an ear, you don't make a bracha shahakal. If you eat nothing, you don't take, make a bracha shahakal. If I eat an atom, I don't make a bracha shahakal. <laughs> the truth is, we eat atoms all the time, but we don't call it atoms, we call it bananas. So the world is a metzias, but what's pshat it's a metzias? What is this metzias? So he says, don't think that in Atzillus there's Gilead Lakus, and here there's less, or there's no Gilead Lakus. No. 
the same presence, it's the same infinity. Because Hashem Uelikim. And the Mela, there's no Nekuda in the world in which you can't find the Lakus. And there's no Nekuda in yourself in which you can't find it. The question is, how deep I have to look, how many layers of concealment, what state I am in to be able to appreciate it. When you speak about Geula, what does Geula mean? Geula means that when you look at the physical, you'll right away be able to perceive the Dvar Hashem. In other words, the mushal, you'll see the mushal like the teacher sees the mushal. The mushal is not covering up the nimshal. The mushal is transmitting the nimshal. It's communication. That's it. Yeah. Goyla with an aleph is geula. It says in Medrash Rabbah Emer. What's pshat? You would think exile and redemption should have two different words in Lashon Kaidish. It's the same word. With an aleph, it's gula. Without an aleph, it's goyla, exile. Why? Because what makes it goyla is, what makes gula gula is not a different world. It's the same reality. Perceiving the one, the aleph, aleph is one, oneness, alufa shaloylam, in it. It's seeing what it really, really is. Yosef had gula. Why? Because when he saw the wife of Petifar, he right away saw what he's looking for. <laughs> he saw who she is. He saw she has Tiferes. He knew, he saw himself. He saw himself. But mainly he saw her. But mainly he knew exactly what to do. That's why he was successful. <laughs> That's why he was never really in prison. Even when he was in prison, he wasn't in prison. Not because he wasn't, but he was in prison. <laughs> but because for him the prison was, was also an opportunity. There was never a Metzius where he said, I'm lost, I'm gone, I'm, I'm detached. God has abandoned me, I'm, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm disconnected. It doesn't mean he didn't cry, it doesn't mean he didn't have pain. Elakim could be painful. It's not that it's not painful. But he wasn't afraid of that. The pain is also a communication. You don't have to be afraid of, of it. Anxiety is not pain. Anxiety is what happens when I can't accept the pain and I try to talk myself out of the emotions I have because the past managed to have such emotions. That's where Dick, I become cuckoo. You understand what I just said? That's pain together with guilt. <laughs> together with guilt for having guilt, together with arguing yourself out of the guilt, and then deciding you don't really have guilt, then cuckoo. And that's also Shem Alekim. <laughs> that also has something in it. That itself is coming from somewhere. This is the ultimate tikkun. Because the ultimate tikkun is you don't have to throw away anything. You have to go deeper. You have to be mevaded. That's the nakuda. You're not always in a position to do that. I told you, if I'm standing at the bris and there's a big piece of cheesecake and I start going here, it's going to be dangerous. You know why? Because by the time I finish my hisboinenus, the cheesecake is already in my stomach. Right? 
Like one of the Batchanim, the Yamirov says, I wake up in the morning, my Yitzhatoyv says, get out of bed, my Yitzhahara says, go sleep weiter. So I say, listen, I'm not getting involved in the Machloikas. You guys could fight it out, ich geschlafen. Mm-hmm. You know, I- I'm going to sleep, you fight it out. <laughs> we had a mashpi in yeshiva, his name was Itche Springer, Allah Shalom. So he used to tell the bombs, I once told him, I have a hard time getting up, getting out of bed in the morning. I'm up late. So he says, so he says to me, he says, Tell your animal soul, do bleiben bet, ich wechsechof. You could stay in bed. He says, don't fight. You want to sleep? Sleep. Slof ich Doesn't always work. You have to have a nefesh Bahamas that uh, listens to that language. But that was his advice. So what's the nekudah? The nekudah is you have to know where you're standing. That's why the Balshamtiv's vart, you know what I mean? Oh, the crush is it's a lakus, it's a very I'm not gonna say dangerous, it could just be misapplied. If you're not looking for the MS, it's not dangerous, but if you're not looking for the MS, it can be misapplied and and manipulated. And that's what people often do. There's people who are typhus the chitsonius of chsidus. You know, the Baal Shem Tev, Reb Nachman, uh, the Baditshava, the Rebbe Reb Zusha, the Rebbe Reb Melech, Altsas Git, Altsas Git. Huh? Whatever. They, we mean well, but sometimes your toif is the chitsonius, right? Everything is good. So drugs are good, and addiction is good, and every woman is good, and every man is good, and every situation is good, and you're destroying yourself. It's in Yonim Pnimim. This is the source of healing. It's not the source of dysfunction. The source of healing is appreciating the fact that when I'm experiencing something, if I'm genuinely humble and vulnerable, it can open up a journey where ultimately I can discover (coughs) who I really am and what I'm searching for. And instead of it becoming the greatest disaster in my life, it actually it's an invitation to understand much more of what's going on. And even if you're feeling anger, and you're feeling hate, and you're feeling jealousy, and you're feeling terrible, terrible negativity, so there's tikkun hamidus. What's tikkun hamidus? Halas hamidus. What does attacker mean? It doesn't mean that jealousy is a good thing, and the anger is a holy thing. But it does mean that the anger, deep, deep down, there's something very, very innocent there. It's it's being accessed through a very dark lavush. I got it. And it's not comfortable. It's, it's not geschmack. But you don't have to be afraid of it. And you don't have to amputate it. And you don't have to spend the rest of your life making believe you don't have it and repressing and mental chatter and arguing with pilpulim, which is only feeding in to those emotions. It's rather creating space for the experience and opening myself up to find... What is at the core of this middah? Halas hamidah means there's a mushal here. Go back to the nimshal. Now sometimes the mushal is very far from the nimshal. <laughs> it's not so easy to go back. But there's always a ladder back. There's always a ladder up. That's called hishtalshalos. Another word, if you grew up in Hasidic circles, is more sophisticated ones, say the hishtalshalos. Say the hishtalshalos, what does it really mean? Hishtalshalos means the ladder climbing down and the ladder climbing up. 
Say the Rishtalshalos means the system of creation from the highest to the lowest, but it's a ladder. And every rung brings you closer to the next rung, and the next rung, and the next rung, and the next rung. So Atsilis and Asiya are really one. But Asiya is a Levush. What in Atsilis looks like a Lakus, right? In, in Asiya it looks like an apple, it looks physical. But it's really Achtos. It's Achtos Hashem. So Mela, that's the beginning of the answer of Ein Etzem Master Aletzem. How you could say, oh wow. <laughs> okay. I was trying to give a Hagdama a few seconds. <laughs> okay. The Mushal is also part of the Nimshal. So. <laughs> so this is the first understanding of Achtos Hashem. Al Pidis Yisoyed. That... Don't think that all the changes after the Bria, including all the concealment, really means he's less present. The Ein Saif is less present in my life. No. It's a question of language. It's a question of, of transmission. As you say, when the source of light communicates light, the light has the properties of the source of light, but in a way that can be transmitted. Even though it's going into a different orbit... In the higher orbit, it's more excited. In the lower orbit, it's less excited. Emes. That's like when you're teaching, when you're teaching the Mishnah without the Gemara, you're teaching the Mishnah with the Gemara. It's the same Mishnah. And the Gemara reveals the whole depth that's in the Mishnah. What's not my forte? Thank you for the compliment so early in the morning. The truth is, it's two separate inyanim. Derech tzari here doesn't mean to give a short class. That's a good thing also. I'm not knocking it. Derech tzari means that in that you should put the whole arichis into the kitzer. That's what it means. It's not about... Right? They say there was once a professor who was about to give a lecture and he considered himself a genius. Nobody else did, but he considered himself a genius. So the, the master of ceremonies, before he gets up, he says... You have seven minutes. Seven minutes, not a minute more. Not a minute more. He says, seven minutes? What am I going to say in seven minutes? He said, speak slowly. There was a big rough. He once said about his son-in-law. His son-in-law was also a chashavayit. He said, my Adam, when he speaks, he speaks and speaks and everybody loves it. But you go home, you don't know anything he said. <laughs> you don't know anything he said. It's flowery, it's nice. <laughs> So the pshat is sometimes a person could speak two hours and say nothing, right? Especially when they're screaming. And another person could speak for three minutes and say everything. It's what's inside. That's pshat. But that sort of means in the kitzer put in everything. That's take. That's not, not simple. The teacher could say, I'll just give you the kitzonius. That's not the vart. Give him the plimius. Give him everything. But give it in a way that's tangible that the person can absorb. That takes a tremendous skill to put everything there, but that everything should be in a way that doesn't overwhelm you. So that's pshat the world. In the world you have everything. Everything is here. The whole ain't soif. In every kuda you have the ain't soif. So why doesn't it? But it's not overwhelming us. <laughs> it allows me to be me. It allows me to grow into it, to integrate it into my kalim. And with each, with each 
day of a person's life, they expand, they mature, they open up, and they reveal more of the nimshal and the mashal. <coughs> As the antennas grow, the same reality you see differently. It's not a new reality. The same reality, it's opened up to a different level. <clears throat> and it's also true in the whole world. It's not just true in people. There are those who feel, just like there's those who are afraid of their emotions, there are those who are afraid of science. They think, if there's too much science, it's going to endanger religion. The whole Torah is going to become bottled. They're afraid of anything. It's the opposite. There's no Nikuda in science that's not Megala Achtos Hashem. Real science. Science, there's a lot of, there could be theories in science that develop. All of science is based on the fact we use the best possible theory to explain what we're seeing. And we always, science by definition can't be arrogant. If science is arrogant, it's not science. It's arrogance. But em, real science, in other words, any Nakuda that's MS in science, who made science? <laughs> who made physics? It's a separate God, Chas V'Shalom. There's the God of the Gemara and there's the God of, of the trees and of the galaxies. So, Chanarishkeit. But Eishas Baruch Hashem is a Shemayim What are we seeing now? With every new revelation in science and physics, it just shows you that the whole world is Ein Seif. What's Pshat Gula? Gula means that science, you know, when you go into a science laboratory, they're going to say, here, you want to see infinity? <laughs> you want to see infinity? Look at the grain of sand. It's already happening now. They just use different ISIS. With every year, they reveal more and more that the world is a spiritual place. The world is a place of consciousness. Matter is a derivative of consciousness. Consciousness is not a derivative of matter. In Shari Yichud Vamuna, the Balatanya says, if we had microscopic eyes and we would look at matter, we would see divine energy. That's his lush. So when he wrote it 250 years ago, <coughs> it looked okay, fine. Not 200, a little more than 200 years ago. Okay, fine. I'll believe it. Today, <laughs> it's the language of physics, modern physics. When you look at something, you see matter. It's not matter. And this is not oasis of religious people. This is oasis of kavayachal atheists. They're not real atheists because what they're saying is they're describing God. They call themselves atheists, but what they're saying is not atheism because they're describing a process that is incredibly powerful. But it's all a mushal for an imshal. Because it's Shem Alekim. So Shemalakim means it comes through a table and it comes through a tree and it comes through atoms and it comes through cells and it comes through limbs and organs. But the more you unravel the mushal, the more you go deeper and deeper and deeper, all you see is what? That it's mamash ain't soif. It's ain't soif transmitted in a way that's communicable to an Ivraya. So a squirrel could be a squirrel, and an elephant could be an elephant, and an angel could be an angel, and a deer can be a deer, and a shrub can be a shrub, and an apple could be an apple, and uh, I can be I. That was hard. <laughs> Squirrels have more menuchas <laughs> hanafesh. 
The reason that's harder is because the squirrel is not responsible for the tikkun of the oilamus. We are. <laughs> We're the ones who are achrayit to put it all together. The squirrels are not responsible. <laughs> they have their shlichus. They got to climb on your porch and eat the leftovers of shalashudas. That's their avoid. And they do it well. They eat shalashudas, eshtasudah, tzvetasudah, dritasudah, malava malka. That's their job. The person's job is to be able to eat shalashudas and malava malka and to be able to see that the food is dvar Hashem. Okay. The cheesecake is a gitashayla. So again. First of all, it depends who made it. That's the eshtasach. Depends if my wife made it. Well, my wife doesn't make cheesecake, chas v'sholem. It depends who made it. If your wife made it, then yeah, it's a mitzvah g'dayla. Ass and compliment. Yeah, Chaim Shmulevich, they say once came home for lunch. I said, Ayit from the mir told me. He went to Bachim, we're going home with lunch. Chaim Shmulevich, and he came, and his wife served him lunch. And he ate, and every piece he was complimenting her. So they asked him afterwards, you know, Vifel is a shear. So he said, the S and does his ear shear, ear seer. This is the shear she gave. <laughs> but the point is like this, that with, with food, so when we eat food for a healthy reason, right? So that's, that's, that's the, that's the tachlis of the food. If it's food that's more toxic, then L'chayr is somebody who's focused on uh, their purpose in life. is more careful with it. But there's also a concept of mitzvah oinik Shabbos, mitzvah oinik yamtif. That's also an Indian. So, you know, you just you have to be aware of all these things. In Penech Zion, in Tanya, ah? Balatanya says like this, in Penech Chavches, that if I'm in the middle of davening and a machshav zara falls into me, yeah? Let's say you start thinking about uh, uh, cheesecake mela. <laughs> cheesecake is in front of you here by the Kiddush, but let's say a person starts thinking about uh, a certain woman that he shouldn't be thinking about, or a certain man, or a certain whatever. Yeah? So the Balshemtiv said that really, you know what the Balshemtiv says? That really the reason it came into davening is because that, that thing has a nitzutz, and it's looking for tikkun. And if you can really bring it back, so the Alter Rebbe says, "Al yehi shoyta lasig ba'alos hamidus shalamachshav ezara." Yeah. Why he says? Because ech yalehu lemaila v'hu atzmei makusha lamata. To lift up that machshav ezara, you have to be in a very good place. <laughs> if I myself, somebody once came to the chayz of Lublin and he said. He has machshav ezaras during davening. So the chayzer said, no, 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 the davening is the machshav ezara. <laughs> the davening is the machshav ezara. You're thinking about something. Now it happens to be the minion started 9.15. <laughs> That's the machshav ezara. What was he trying? He wasn't trying to make fun of him. He was trying to say, you have to know who you are. The Gansa Davenin is a Machshav Zara. So now the question is, how do you deal with Davening? That's a good question. How do you deal with Davening disturbing you? Anybody has that problem? What do you do when Davening starts disturbing you? Huh? <laughs> like the signs in Shul, right? Asr l'hispalu b'shal sadibur. I was once in a Shul. 
So there was talking in the shul. So I asked the Bala, I asked somebody, maybe you could be a little more quiet. He says, Rabbi, why, why? If I want to be quiet, I could stay home. <laughs> what do you think I come here? To socialize with people. I could stay home, I could be quiet. <laughs> what was I supposed to tell? <laughs> yeah. So the Balatanya is saying, the Machshav Azura comes in. If that Machshav is very deep in me, the moment you start engaging it, ten minutes later, you're going to be a mess. You have to be careful. Right now, you have to tell the Machshav Azara, I hear you. Okay, I got it. <laughs> we'll, we'll deal with it. Let me dive in now. It's not so easy. But ultimately, at some point in life, you want to be Masakin. The question is, do you have the tools? Are you capable? Do you have the help? Right, that's the two levels. Vayimoein is no, 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 no. That's one level. It's called iskafia. Ishapcha, tikkun amidis, halos amidis is much deeper. It's actually going there. It's going there. It's taking the hand of my machshav and say, come, let me go with you. Let's go. That takes a lot of compassion. You don't have to throw it away. You take the hand you cuddle it like a baby. And you say, let's go see what you really want. What are you looking for? You're looking for that person, you're looking for that woman, you're looking for Asia's Petifra, let's see, let's see. But you have to be in a very open place for that, very vulnerable, very humble, because this is going to be a process of a lot of discovery. If our state was exog. So the Hester is a Hester, but it's not a Hester Amiti. The Hester's a Hester, because Hashem, who Elikim? But it's not a Hester Amiti. It's a concealment that's here to communicate, to bring the Ein Soif into relatable experience. It should be integrated in my Caleb. I want the Talmud should understand the Shear. I don't want to give a Shear to myself. Pre creation, Hashem speaks to himself. Post creation, I want to speak to the Talmud. So for that, you need a Talmud. <laughs> for that, you need a Shear. That's Masim. That's what Ishtalshalus is. That's what the worlds are. That's what the Tzimtzum is. Be'ezer Hashem, tomorrow there'll be a Shear. Same time, 7.45. Everybody is invited. Shabbos, I'm here also. So tomorrow there'll be a Shear. Everybody have a beautiful day. Uh-huh. So you have to ultimately. I'm looking for Hashem. Okay, so that you have to figure out what works for you. That's why there were those who would answer Baruch and Amen, and then they would daven. You have to know what works. He says different wavelengths of daven. The Biakov, you were Teufus. Our spiritual antenna is working. Beautiful. Here with Beautiful. That's the only, that's you say that, that we're comfortable here, like he's comfortable here. Very nice. He's fully present. When you full, be fully present in this world and in a comfortable way, embracing everything with, with your antennas open, so then he's fully comfortable here. There's no dissonance, there's no conflict. Just like in the wrong way. So he's saying, is in a way that he could be fully comfortable in the Tachtainim. 
Misinterpretations. Misinterpretations. Beautiful. Beautiful. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.